Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh, man, we are all smiles because I love this time of year. I actually thought about having a couple guests, and then I thought, you know what? This is the kind of day where you need information. You know what I'm saying? You need information. So myself, Tim Doyle, you don't know Tim Doyle. If you don't, you will, and you'll love him. But we're going to give you information today. Yesterday, kind of a, I don't know, a little bit of a shocker, kind of, sort of, maybe, but the score certainly was 96-57. Syracuse obliterates, I mean obliterates, Florida State. Did not see that one coming. We're going to get into Buddy Bayheim and the punch heard around the world. Now, let me ask you a question. Those of you that, those of you that are on our uh, Twitter feed and, of course, my friends over on the YouTube chat, let me ask you a very simple question. Do you think Buddy Bayheim? Was suspended, number one. Hey, Lee, was Buddy suspended fairly? No. Tell me why. Get in here. Because it should have happened during the game. She says it should have happened during the game. I'm going to get into that, and I'm going to bring her out here because Billis says the same thing. Lee says the same thing. Seth and I are like, hey, you can't punch somebody. Give me five minutes, uh, and I'll be right with you, lady. We're going to talk about the games first, and then we're going to talk about the other stuff. By the way, uh, the the general manager, Chris Ballard, that keeps screwing up, I, I don't know what to tell you. you know, don't, don't make Chris Ballard into be a hero for this Wednesday. I'll get into that, too. It's a monster show today. I'm not messing around today. Uh, Virginia Tech and Clemson. Let me ask you a question. I wish I had where uh, the folks, Dylan and Ryan, could talk uh, uh, and you could hear them because a lot of us were watching the end of the Virginia Tech Clemson game. And a lot of us, I don't even know that we thought the shot was going to get up. I mean to tell you, I thought when we were dribbling the ball down the court and we were going behind our back with three seconds to go, uh, next thing you know, The shot goes up. It's from three. Maddox drills it, goes over to the crowd, lets them all know. I didn't think he was going to get the shot up. I got to tell you, people bitch, whine, and moan about AAU basketball. I don't know who Maddox, who's the kid who made the shots, I don't know if he played AAU. I assume he did. But when you play AAU basketball, For all of its evil or perceived evil, you know what happens? You're in these situations all the time. You play, I don't know, 60 games in the summer. Multiply that by four or five summers. You're talking about, I don't know, 400 games by the time you're done. Six, seven summer. You know what I'm saying? And and he's dribbling it down. And he's going behind his back. And he's backing up. And he drills a three. And I'm watching it right here. 
He goes right to the corner, lets everybody know Virginia Tech stays alive. And let me tell you about that shot. That shot keeps them in the conversation to make the NCAA tournament. That's how big that shot is. And that kid was cool. Woo! That kid was cool. Uh, Colgate Navy, I hate to see it because I am a big Navy fan, but everybody tells me Colgate is good. And I mean everybody. Like, I like, excuse me, I screwed this whole thing up. I'm sorry. But I like Navy because Scott Strassmeyer is the SID. He is a great dude. We were friends back in Bloomington. We've stayed in touch. Uh, and Eric Rudin, I think, was the AD. Uh, I, I'm fans of those guys, so I want Navy to win. But I got to tell you, I watched about 10 minutes of that Patriot League final, and Colgate's really good. Like, Colgate's no joke good. I don't know if they can win one in the NCAA tournament. They don't have athletes across the board, but they move it, they shake it, they shoot it. It's impressive to watch them. It, it, it really is. Uh, bubble maybe bursting? Don't know. We'll see. A lot of things got to happen between now and Sunday night. But, oh, uh, boy, you don't want to put yourself in the position, I don't think, that Wake Forest just put themselves in. Now, they were sitting there, they are sitting there, as one of the last four in, according to Joe Lenardi. But now you've lost. So now what do you do? You don't want the Virginia Tech shot to go in because that's another team on your bubble or in your bubble sphere. First four buys, last four in, last four out, next four out. There's like 16 teams there. You don't want to be sitting here over the next 90 hours or whatever the hell it is sweating this out, sweating every jump shot. I've been there. I'll never forget. I think it was Wyoming hitting a big three at the top of the key in 2000. I'm like, oh, 2002. I can't remember the year. And I'm laying in bed taking a nap before a championship game that night of the MAC, thinking we could get an at-large, and a shot goes in. I go, oh, that's one bid gone. Then Iowa beats Indiana. Oh, that's two bids gone. And you're sitting there sweating this out. It's great that at least you're on the bubble and you're not done. You know, Minnesota, done. You know what I mean? Nebraska, done. But damn, I can't lie to you. You put yourself in this spot by losing to BC. Now, the other side of it is BC. I mean, the other side of it is, hey, let's have a look here. What's going on? How's BC rolling? Uh, I don't know. Is BC all of a sudden going to be a bid stealer in the ACC? I don't think so. But, hey, they've won two in a row. Wake, here's the thing. I say this all the time, and I know you all don't believe this. Or most of you don't believe it. Smart people believe it. But here's the deal. Wake Forest this week, and I talked about this yesterday, Wake Forest this week, remember they gave their contract extension to the coach? That's really good for the coach. And the coach deserves it. Steve Forbes is terrific. But I'm telling you, players these days, I talked about this yesterday, they don't want to hear how much the coach is making because then they always equate it to themselves. Well, you're making it on the backs of us. Shut up. That's what they think. They don't think good for our coach. They may act like it's good for the coach. They may appear to act like it's good for the coach. Nuh-uh. These guys are greedy. They've been taught to be greedy. Look at all the big blue check marks in the national media. Hey, man, get more NIL money. 
Go light off firecrackers at the Iowa County Fair. We'll give you 250 bucks. Yeah. Telling you. They saw that. That didn't impact the game overtly. Internally, I'm just telling you, you want nothing. Zero. Nothing to impact. You don't want. I told you this about Duke and Carolina. How hard it was going to be for Duke's players to play in the first half of that game. Now, I did think they would win because I have an inordinate amount of respect for Duke. We're going to get into that in a moment. However, however, when I looked at yesterday's game with BC, a team that played already, comfortable in the environment, against a team that's not uber-talented, the Williams kid terrific for Wake Forest, but a team dealing with a distraction. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that as we move into the NCAA tournament. Pay attention. Are there distractions? You know, people say distractions don't matter. That's crap. I said it before. I'll say it again. I was 30 years in college basketball. At this time of year, you are set in your ways and you do not need anything outside of being set in your ways. What happened last Tuesday, you want to happen this Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Not sure I'm making sense, but that's the way college basketball goes. It, I'm telling you, it just does. You cannot believe it. You can believe it, but that's the way it rocks. It just does. All right, the sun's in the heat. Hey, look, I got to tell you, there's a lot of things I care about. The NBA until the playoffs is not really one of them. I tell you this all the time, but I do pay attention to the Suns and the Heat because the Suns got themselves really good. The Heat have the world's greatest coach, according to the Heat little fanboys. Uh, the Heat played the Suns. The Suns beat the hell out of them. I mean, beat the she's a lot of them. I mean, it, they're saying it was a statement win. Well, the they isn't anybody that knows their ass from third base. It is some media guy. But that's all right. It was 111 to 90. That's an ass kicking. And now, even though the Heat have one of the 15 greatest coaches in the history of the NBA, they got to regroup a little bit. They didn't have Jimmy Butler playing. All right. My guy... My guy, friend of the family, Duncan Robinson, dropped 22. He's always going to show up for big games. But just too much. Just too much Mikhail Bridges. He was terrific. Just too much DeAndre Ayton. Campaign was good. Uh, Ten assists. Uh, He had four turnovers. And Devin Booker was back. Pay attention to the Suns. Pay attention to the Heat. Root against the Heat because all the little obnoxious fanboys of Miami, they give you some gas. All right, let's talk about the news of the day yesterday. You ready? In my city, Carson Wentz gets traded. Carson Wentz gets traded. Carson Wentz coming to Indianapolis is the worst move a general manager has made in the NFL in this century. Now, the century only goes back 22 years, but let me explain. So you're the general manager of the Colts, and you're looking for a quarterback last year. You've got the coach, Frank Reich, who somehow, someway, going back to Carson Wentz, College days have connected at a level that those of us that aren't overtly religious don't understand. Bible verses exchanged. All right. So Wentz goes to Philadelphia. 
because Frank Reich's at Philadelphia. Wentz in 2017 is getting ready to be the most valuable player in the NFL. He gets hurt. Next thing you know, Nick Foles takes the team. They win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, yay Rob, but human nature tells me he can't be that happy. Now, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a petty, thin, no, I'm not thin-skinned. Maybe I'm a petty, jealous person. I don't think that I am. But human nature says, I can't be that happy. Fast forward, Wentz is now the quarterback. Next thing you know, he's not playing so good. Next thing you know, they draft Jalen Hurts. Next thing you know, Wentz can't handle it. Next thing you know, Hurts is the starter, and Wentz has got to find another place. My man finds a soft landing spot in Indianapolis with who? Frank Wright, the coach, the quarterback whisperer. I'll get into that in a minute. So the world's greatest GM, as advertised by NFL.com and any NFL analyst, Chris Ballard, brings home the prodigal child. The prodigal child is now back with the father. They kill the fatted calf. They have a party. They give Carson Wentz more money. I think it ended up being $38 million for the year. Carson goes out and plays. Early in the season, Colts are struggling, but the Colts got 99 problems and Carson ain't one. But the season goes on. Here's the kicker. Jimmy Ursay, the owner's pissed. Jimmy Ursay's pissed because his best players, Wentz, Darius Leonard, and a few others, I think Ryan Kelly, didn't get vaccinated. Now, Darius, now excuse me. Now, Jimmy Ursay's pissed because it makes him look bad. He has within his, uh, what's the right word, little world, to answer to other people. He has to answer to the Indy Star, who's all over the white quarterback, Carson Wentz, but then shuts up when the African-American linebacker, uh, Darius Leonard, announces that he has, in fact, not been vaccinated. But that's a totally different story. That's the world we live in. Blah. Anyway, I move forward. Wentz at the end of the season is not the reason the Colts lost. He did miss a pass left side to T.Y. Hilton that would have won the game. However, so did Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard missed a sack of Derek Carr, which would have won the game. Long story short... Colts lose two in a row. They don't make the playoffs. Press conference comes. Darius, I'm sorry, uh, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich say, hey, we're not sure he's our quarterback. Everything explodes. Grandpa Polian rolls out Mort. Mort puts it out there. Boom, everything explodes. Here's a backstory. Jimmy Irsay told Mort and uh, Mike Chappell in confidence that they were thinking about not going with Carson Wentz. Mort, being the professional ass kisser that he is, decided, well, I don't care about my, con- uh, my, my confidence. You know, I don't care about my integrity. Chris Mortensen didn't care about it. He released it. Where did I get this from? Mike Chapel. Anyway, so I'm not making this up. This is from on my show, Mike Chapel. So now the Colts have to deal with this, and it doesn't matter what the Colts say. Like Frank Reich said, well, I think Carson's going to be a really good player. Maybe here, maybe someone else. Chris Ballard came on my show and said they're evaluating everyone, which was total bullshit. I knew it. He knew it. And we kind of looked at each other. I'm like, hey, he came on the 1st of March. The season was over uh, the 1st of January. You haven't evaluated yet? Okay, pull this. It plays jingle bells. But anyway, long story short, that's the backstory. Jimmy Ursay was the puppet master, is the puppet master. Now, people are saying, hey, look, 
uh, some idiot on, I don't know, some football blogger is saying, you know, because you got, what did they get here? Third round in 2022, third round in 2023, which becomes a second round in 2023 if he plays 70% of his games. Never mind that you already gave up a first round pick. Never mind uh, that you're on your sixth quarterback in six years. Never mind all that. When you are on the proper side of the media, guess what happens? People kiss your ass no matter the results. So here in Indianapolis, guess what we've got? Guess what we've got? We've got a, a general manager who is getting all kinds of bouquets thrown his way. All kinds. Oh my God, what a great guy. What a great dude. What a great man. Ted Gwynn, some guy named at football underscore film analyst, says give Chris Ballard the executive of the year award right now. He made a mistake last year, but he managed to salvage it big time. Really? He salvaged it. He's got no quarterback. Also, I thought this is where it's important. This is where the media really exposes themselves. I thought Wentz was worth the risk uniting with Reich last year. Every move has risk. Some work, some don't. Thank God for Vic Toffer. Six quarterbacks and six uh, in six years and a fast and furious crash and burn last year, and we're giving him an award. And, of course, Ted Gwynn can't admit that he's wrong. None of these slaps can admit that they're wrong. I'll admit I'm wrong all the time. But none of these guys can admit, ever admit, and now our general manager in the national media, and I guarantee, I'm pointing at my television, I guarantee the slaps on ESPN in the morning because everybody, for whatever the reason, loves, doesn't like, loves, I mean loves Chris Ballard. And all he's done is go 42 and 42 with one playoff win, no division titles, in six, this is going on his sixth year. Hey, I get it, man. Love is love, baby. Love is love. Love the one you're with. These NFL media guys, now that I'm an NFL senior uh, insider, that's right, I am. Now that I'm an NFL senior insider, I'll tell you what. I don't want to hear it from these slaps. These guys are the worst. I mean, everybody's got an agenda. You think Jeff Saturday on television is going to say anything bad about the general manager of the Colts? Please. I got to turn the sound down in the back. All right, Lee, you ready? Oh, Lee's not ready. Well, I got to tell you, Buddy Bayheim suspended for a punch last night. I love the Bayheims. I don't love the Bayheims. I like the Bayheims. Bayheims are great. Bayheims are awesome. Julie Bayheim, always nice to me. I'm critical of Jim at different times, but hey, I like Jim. When you talk to Jim Bayheim, you know what you get? You get a great dude. So at the end of the day, I don't want to see Buddy Bayheim suspended. But Buddy Bayheim absolutely deserved to be suspended. Look, I don't care what the blue check, check mark brigade in college basketball. I don't care the guys that you think actually know what they're talking about. The only people you need to listen to in college basketball is me and Greenberg. Now, I hate to say it, but me and Greenberg, and that's all you need to listen to. 
because we're going to tell you what's what from a perspective where we've actually coached. See, I have a thing. If you haven't been a head coach, I'm really not listening to you. I'll be respectful, but I'm really not listening to you. It's really simple. Fights are reviewed. Punches are reviewed. Doesn't matter if it's reviewed during the game or after the game. The truth of the matter is a review is a review is a review. So they go back. They know there's a problem. The referees miss it on the game. They go back and look. Dude punch another dude. You're going to be suspended. Lee. Oh, that's Jared. Lee doesn't agree with me. Lee doesn't agree with me because Lee's a Syracuse uh, sycophant. My wife is the all-time winningest coach in softball at Syracuse. She loves Jim Beheim. She didn't know who Jim Beheim was when he came in her office the first time. All good. We now are huge fans of the Syracuse Orange. Jared, who is one of the great rappers of all time, go to at Jay Shaw. At Jay Shaw what? A Twitter. Uh, where can they hear your music? Wherever you get your music from, download at Jay Shaw. And I'm telling you, if you like the rap genre, you will love this. We play it out here on the lake, and people dance to it. Swear to God. I don't know the difference between Jay Shaw, Drake, Nelly, uh, Barbara Streisand. Hell, I don't know. But I know Jay Shaw is really good. So trust me on this. We played at all our parties, and it's college kids are a little bit older because my kids are older now, dancing all over the place. Jay Shaw, wherever you get your music. Anyway, uh, let's talk about it. So at the end of the day, uh, the guy gets suspended. Don't punch somebody. I don't know what the hell's so hard about that. Don't punch an opponent. You're frustrated. Okay. You think going around looking like this doesn't make me frustrated? I don't go punch anybody just because I'm frustrated. I played basketball since I was seven till I was 23, 24. Thousand games. Never punched anybody. It's simple. Don't punch anybody. But here's the caveat. And I'm going to ask Tim Doyle this. Uh, The guys in the back, Dylan and Ryan, think, as does Lee, that this suspension is in part, not totally, but in part because, listen to this, Syracuse plays Duke today. That's right. We ain't afraid to drop a conspiracy theory on your ass. We ain't afraid. We are not, not even a little bit. We'll drop one on you. And the conspiracy theory of, hey, whoa, 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 wait a second. So you're telling me we're going after the game, the game's over, We're looking at a punch. We're suspending the best player of the other team. And oh, by the way, it just happens to be before the Duke game. It's kind of funny. A lot of people were feeling the same way. I didn't even think about it. I didn't. Hey, Dan, did Vernon Maxwell get suspended for headbutting you? No, but this is a hard head, Sean. No, he didn't. The Duke Deep State. That's my man, Dylan. Lee. She's still not downstairs. Uh, Dan, you should be punching folks nonstop with that mug. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I'm, you think I like looking like this? There was a time where this 
was handsome. Now it's Grandpa Fester, Uncle Fester, whatever the hell his name is. It's all crap. But I don't go around punching people, so don't punch anybody. I don't really give an awards, but if you're ever going to be totally full of shit, go look at Juwan Howard. Listen to Juwan Howard. So Juwan Howard, uh, of course, of course, because I guarantee you, the media is afraid to criticize Juwan Howard. I will. Juwan Howard looked and sounded contrite about the swipe that forced him to watch his team for five games. Here's Juwan Howard. I can come up with a million, or excuse me, a thousand excuses, but I'm not. I take full ownership for my answer or for my actions. Here's the deal. You all go see. See? He apologized. See? See? No. No. Juwan Howard ain't apologized. I don't, and then they're saying he's in therapy. I hope he is. I know he's from the South Side. Shoot. South Side of nothing with a little slap over the top and run. And he's lucky. Kravinoff's a bad boy. Kravinoff's like a, uh, I don't know, like a cowboy, like a real one. Not like a fake South Side guy like Juwan Howard. So Juwan Howard says, I can come up with a thousand excuses. Okay, Juwan. If I were in the press conference, here's what would be said. Uh, Give me one of them. You got a thousand. Give me one. Give me one that makes even a little sense. Are you coaching both teams, Juwan? Give me one. Uh, this is this is the exact replica of the Fab Five back in the day. Stupid shit and just say stupid stuff. Now, then they were kids, and I kind of liked it because we used to whoop their ass at Indiana. But now they're adults, and they're trying the same stupid stuff. They were fake tough back then, and Howard's fake tough now. I could come up with a thousand things. Oh, okay. Give me one. I know there's going to be a big microscope on me every time I coach. Okay. When I got back on the bus, I was upset with how I conducted myself during that moment in the press conference. I'm still hurting. Bullshit. But most importantly, I want to take time to apologize again. I don't see one apology here to guard. Maybe I missed it. So who's he apologizing to? Look, one of my greatest strengths is listening to people, actually listening to what they say, like listening, like not getting ready to talk, not can't wait to talk when I'm talking to you. I actually listen and I react. If you actually listen to what Juwan Howard said there, it's total crap. Now, I don't care anymore. I don't care even a little bit. I hope Indiana whoops their ass, not because of anything Juwan Howard did, but because I'm an Indiana guy and I want to see Indiana in the tournament because it helps my uh, radio show. And I'm tired of having to, I'm tired of having to explain or defend being an Indiana player to idiots. I'm tired of it. So I want Indiana to win. I care less about Juwan Howard. 
was a nice guy, but this whole thing is a fraud. Michigan looks terrible. Uh, Move along. So anyway, I've never heard him apologize to guard. Not one time. And I'm not the king of apology. There's dudes all over the place that'll rank your apology. I ain't that guy. But damn, let's not. I mean, this is like Chris Ballard college basketball. We throw flowers to guys that haven't done shizzle. I got a headache. All right, a couple of things. I better plug in my Mac because if I don't, it's going to go out and then I can't look at you guys on the YouTube chat. So we're going to come back. You're going to love Tim Doyle. I love Tim Doyle. Tim Doyle came to my dad's funeral. We worked one year together at the Big Ten Network, and Timmy D came, stayed in line for three hours at my dad's funeral back in uh, 14. I appreciate that, always. All right, I got a lot to get to. We're going to break down every game uh, at 10 o'clock with me. I'm doing it. Hey, I'm going to tell you which, which quarterbacks are going to be involved in solving the Colts' problem. But we got the greatest general manager in the world, so hell, manna will come from heaven. We'll be right back with Timmy D. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, There's nobody better than Tim Doyle. I'm just telling you right now, my first job in TV, Tim was dominant at at the Big Ten Network. And we used to do a gambling show. Not really a gambling show, a fake one. Call 911-37268. Tim, gambling has changed since then. Shoot, I just go to my phone. I don't need to do a show with you no more. Yeah, I mean, remember those days we'd be sitting around at, at BTN and you would still <laughs> want to be a college coach? I was there for the birth. And then your first radio show, you were declaring, like, this guy's the groomsman of the show. This guy's the lawnmower yeah. of the show. Do you remember what my title was? You're the hair. You're the official hair of the show, you know, baby. And that's a lot to live up to because I was driving my five-year-old <laughs> to St. Petronelle. She's in uh, pre-K there. And I had to make sure the hair looked good. But as I was driving, Cisco the Thong song was on. And I was driving my daughter. I like that song. Okay, That's how me and Mrs. Doyle kind of get weird. We have three kids. But as I was driving my five-year-old, yeah. it was like a little, do, do I change the song there or do I just fully embrace it? <laughs> no. Embrace it. Embrace it. Dance. You know, last time I talked to you on the phone, we were talking. I got in a wreck. Bad wreck, actually. Uh, I don't think I've talked to you on the phone since. We were talking on the phone. I was coming back from a Northwestern game. And next thing you know, I, oh, sh- some guy slammed on the brakes. It was on the expressway. And next thing you know, true story. I'm in the back seat of a cop car. And the, the female cop, Tim, I'm telling you. The most beautiful police officer. I didn't want to get out of the car. I was divorced then. I didn't want to get out of the car. Like, I'm like, hey, you want to go to dinner? What do you want to do? Yeah, I, I, I guess when, emotion, when emotions hey. are heightened, like I, I always call this airplane hot. Like when I'm on an airplane, I think people go up two to three points higher because then you get off the airplane and it's almost like shallow hell. You're like, you look like that. But on an airplane, you know, everybody gets the ginger ale. You get the Bloody Mary. The taste buds start to change a little bit. And I, I always call people plane hot. You go up two points on a plane. 
Yeah, and I think a police officer would be the same thing, right? A female police officer, you don't see that many. You don't, you don't see that many. You know, all of a sudden I'm in the back. Hey, but I will tell you this. She dropped me off at the O'Hare. You've been there, the O'Hare rent-a-car place. It's a big old thing. And I'm telling you, when she got out of the car, dudes just came swarming around, Tim. It was like, holy sheesh. So anyway... Hey, how about Northwestern last night, big boy? Your boy's got to win. Yeah, three in a row now against Nebraska, but I didn't lay five and a half in that game. Um, you know, I, I Nebraska was playing great up until that point. They tell Freddie Hoiberg, we're not going to fire you. And then his team goes out there and wins three straight road games. And then they play great in the first half. I give Northwestern credit. You know, that an older Northwestern team, a Tim Doyle-led Northwestern team, we would have folded. I would have been texting at halftime, where are we going after the game? Because we lost a lot when I was there at Northwestern, but they showed some fight. I think talent-wise, I was at the Michigan State-Northwestern game with my son. They ended up losing at home, but then they beat Michigan State and East Lansing. But I thought talent-wise, they were like just as talented as Michigan State. And I had prepped my son Chicago Joe. It was the first college game I ever brought him to. I said, hey, buddy, you know, I'm kind of a big deal up here. Like, people are going to be saying hello to me. People are going to be saying hello to you, so be prepared. So we get into the arena, and he's looking up at the rafters, and he goes, uh, you know, your number's not up there. I, I said, yeah, I said, I know. that They honored me in a different way. And here comes Willie the Wildcat running out of the tunnel. I wore double zero. What does Willie the Wildcat wear? Double zero. So I have affected many <laughs> children's lives by putting a smile on their face, Dan. <laughs> I remember you were doing the radio and I was next to you doing TV and they honored like every former Northwestern player. And you came back and sat down and I think you looked at me and you went, man, there's a lot of losses on that court right there. (laughs) Well, like, you know, you you were talking about, you were, you played at a big time program, a real program. You have many great memories. When your squads get together, you talk about national championships, big 10 titles. We just don't get together. You know what I mean? Like we just, cause there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Hey, remember that year we almost won a, a conference game? Yeah, we were bad, real bad. All right. But last night, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm looking at what you sent me. Uh, Rick Patino oh, screwed you. Uh, yeah, I had a 17 parlay, uh, Butler Pistons plus points. I mean, you know, see, you never remember the wins. You remember the losses, but I had, I own a money line because I think conference tournaments are the hardest thing to handicap. I know you don't listen when I come on any show that you do. Cause I never coached, you know, I've never had coach anywhere like you or coach Green. So like anything I come on, I, I feel like it's in nope. one ear and out the other. But when I talk, when I talk no. gambling, my friend, you should listen. Oh, oh, because yeah, you should. I do because I think conference tournaments are hard to handicap. Because how could you possibly lay points, for example, with Providence today? All right, what's their motivation? That they're, they're going to the tournament. Like uh, th- those are the things that, that I'm always looking for. Gonzaga, WCC conference tournament. Those kids don't care about it. We we care about it. But like if they beat St. Mary's by six, they beat Mary's by St. Mary's by fourteen. It don't matter. I think it's the hardest thing to bet on. So I like betting money line, just win, but you can't lay the prices. For example, right, minus 400, minus 500. But I want to watch the game. I want to be engaged in the game. So I take a parlay number, whether it's $50 or $1,000, and then I put that game in there just so I could watch it, and then it kind of moves me on in the parlay. Plus, I always like having a sure winner. 
You know, I had a buddy of mine. He would always talk to someone that was like lesser than his number. He was like a six and a half. He would always talk to like a three or a four when we went out. And he would say, I just like to get the tongue loose. You know what I mean? Because we were in, in the long haul. And that's what I like to do with my parlays. I always like to have a sure winner in my parlays. That way it builds me some confidence as the night goes on. <laughs> Your biggest number killed you yesterday. Though. They were minus 670 last night, Iona. What? And you had Patino on the sideline. Let me ask you, let me go to somewhere else, though. Let me, let me go to the NBA. What's the, best, what's the best way or what's the best team to bet on or against in the yeah, NBA? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, teams that play together. I think now more than ever, guys are more talented as far as jumping, shooting the basketball, but the game itself is easier to play. And I learned this firsthand about two years ago. I went down and played with the Windy City Bulls. And I'm an old man, I'm 39 years old. So it was right before the pandemic. I was 36 or 37. And I was nervous. We were only playing half court. I was playing with Team USA, three on three, Robbie Hummel. And I was like, ah, I'm getting kind of old and stuff. Like, And these guys are warming up, like jumping in the hoop. And we got out there and played three on three <laughs> and we destroyed everybody. And I was like, oh, nobody knows how to play anymore because the game is not taught at the grassroots level. The game is not taught at the high school level. Obviously, we all know what AAU basketball is, and it's an abomination of basketball. But this is how kids are learning, and now they put on the TV and watch a James Harden or a Steph Curry, and they think that they can walk on the court and be like that. Do you know how many minutes? Do you know how many hours? Do you know how many shots goes into being that great? Right. You know, you know it. I know it. And I think that right now, if you know how to play old school, move the basketball, play team basketball – the advantage you have is second to none, whether it's the Joker or LeBron at 37 or Doncic. Like, the, if you have a high basketball IQ, and that's when I saw John Morant freshman year at Murray State. I was doing a bad OVC game down there. You got to leave Murray immediately and drive right to Nashville, two-hour drive, and then you, then you have some fun. But I saw him, and I went, <laughs> oh, if I have a third kid, I'm going to name it John Morant Doyle because this guy is a superstar. Now, I had a third kid, and I lost that battle. But, Dan, if I have a fourth kid, John Morant Doyle is going to be yeah. John Morant. <laughs> J.A. Yeah. John Morant. But, okay, so is it the Heat that knows how to play in the NBA? Is it, uh, you know, is it LeBron's teams always? Because I agree totally with what you're saying. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, you know a team that I, I love to bet is the Grizzlies. And if you go up and down their roster – you know, they got a lot of guys with chips on their shoulder. And that's what it really takes to be great at the next level. You got to consistently have that chip on your shoulder. Who's Desmond Bain? You know, people are questioning Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, can he stay healthy? Because when he's healthy, I think the guy's a perennial all-star. And then when your best player is your most unselfish player, yeah, you know, that just rubs off on everybody. You are a head coach. You know when your best guy is sharing the basketball, then everybody's going to start sharing the basketball. And that ends up being John Moran. But – Jimmy Butler is another guy that holds his team to amazing standards. But talent-wise, I think this year, it's really now or never for the 76ers. I saw Joel Embiid maybe about a month ago. Maybe one of the most talented basketball players I've ever seen in my whole life from an offensive standpoint. And then Harden, when he's motivated, even last year, Danny threw himself in the MVP race when he took off the fat suit in Houston, went to Brooklyn, and they started winning all the games in Brooklyn. I mean, it was one of the NBA title last year. So – yeah, I don't know how long Embiid's going to be healthy for, but I think it's this year or never 
for Harden and Embiid, they're going to be my pick to win the title of 76ers. Which is easier to bet, college or professional yeah, I mean, or the you NBA? You bet the NBA night after night. Like, you better have the toughest stomach in the world. I went to the NBA All-State All-Star <laughs> game in Cleveland, and my buddy, the Wizard of Odds, Kenny White, texted me. He goes, I got this game 303 total. Over and under was 325 and a half. I'm there at my nephew. He goes, he goes I got a 20-point edge here on the under. So I bet under in the NBA All-Star game. You want to talk about the most miserable two hours of my life? I mean, guys are playing defense. <laughs> Steph Curry made 16 threes, but the game ended up going under. And my brother and I, we had a massive bet on the game. So when the third quarter ends, you know, with the Elam ending and stuff, like we spring up, like it's like Akeem from coming to America, like in the face. It's like, dude, it's halftime. It's like, no, 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 we just had under ticket. <laughs> Hey, the Elam ending, did you like it? And did, how does that affect yeah, gambling? the Elam ending is a must in sports. I, I'm dying to hear your, your opinion on it because I want to see women and men's Love Division One go towards it. Uh, I think the NBA, Adam Silver is going to do it. I, I, I put over and under four and a half years. I think it's a lock. He's <laughs> dipping his toe in the all-star game waters. And it's creating that moment that when I, when I go to games with my seven-year-old, he wants to see that three, two, one. Right, And you're going to have that every single game. I'm not saying every game is going to go down to the final last possession, but every game is going to have that game-winning shot, which the worst part of basketball by far is when you're down 12 and you're fouling with a minute left. Like, honestly, slip my wrist when I'm on a call of a game. I'm just like, hey, now they're, they're hoping Dan Cortez can get out there and hit that 20-point shot. Like, this ain't <laughs> rocket shot. Like, no one's making a 20. The game is over. But if you're playing to a target score – you would have to keep being aggressive. You would have to keep scoring the basketball. That is basketball. So I think the target score at all levels, let's start off in the pro level, maybe test it in the G League, then go to the NBA. But I want to see women as well as men's Division One basketball adopted at some point. Do you think the NCAA is capable of making a change like that? God dang, Tim. I'm, I want to say yes. I, I, I want to say that it eventually, I don't know if it'll be four, five, seven, ten. you know what I mean? But I do think that, and you know this, I mean, you and I, we'll watch stuff as long as we're betting, but we won't watch boring stuff. And I had a friend, the hockey coach at Bowling Green, would come to my games and he's like, don't you guys practice? Like, why you got five timeouts? Why is everybody five? Why is everybody got to go to the club? What, what are we doing? So I think... I, I want to say yes, but I'm not going to say before six, seven, eight, ten years. I, I, Timmy, I don't think so. I, I, I just think they're so slow moving, and there's so many moving parts to it. Like there's so many moving parts in the NCAA. You got this committee, that committee, competition committee, and then how do you sell it for advertising? I, I, I you know, I'm not smart enough to know that, but I do love it. And and you know the one thing, Tim. When the first game that I ever broadcast of the basketball tournament, when they had that in there, when they flipped over, you know, to this target score, Tim, tell me if you didn't sense this in the all-star game, but you could feel a tension in the building. Does that make sense? Like there was a tension possession by possession. And and how hard is that to find in the all-star game when, you know, I get it. These guys are making literally $40 million a year. What's motivating them to play hard? But you could see they flipped that switch. They did the same thing a couple of years ago when they were playing in Chicago. And I was at that game live, and you could see the intensity really rationed up. Now, advertisers, 
Great question. You know, right now, college basketball, they block off two hours. NBA blocks off two and a half hours. But with guys like me and you and the studio show, if the game ends early, you know what we can do? Phil, you know, break down the game, you know, bring right. on a player, do an interview. Like if a game ends early, by the way, most games end up running long anyway, especially at the college level. But if you want to dive into the spread, this was what was so amazing in the NBA All-Star game. It came down to the last possession. Literally the last present. These guys are so good with the numbers that the total was three points under the number and the spread came down to Zach Levine making a three and missing a three. He ended up making it so that uh, the, the team Durant ended up covering. Uh, I, I think that it would all end up hashing itself out over some time. But guys like you and I, Dan, on a game, we could talk for plenty of minutes to fill the time if we're going to get to the top of the hour. Hey, we don't even have to watch the game. And look, give me a stat sheet. I'll tell you exactly what the hell happened here. Hey, speaking of games, let's go back to your boys, the Wildcats. They're getting eight. Eight at 2 o'clock today. At 2 o'clock, they're getting eight against a good Iowa team, man. Iowa get the ball in the bucket. Yeah, what I do mean, you thought? I, I think that if you're Northwestern, you're playing with house money. And I think dangerous teams in conference tournaments are house money teams. Boston College, a house money team. They went up and knocked off Wake Forest. There was a lot of pressure on Wake Forest squad and win that game. But last out, Iowa took Northwestern out to the woodshed. I, 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 I said this. I thought Northwestern's talent-wise, normally the talent difference is pretty huge between Northwestern and the rest of the teams. It's not that big. big the biggest difference is, you know, Murray on Iowa is a pro. And, you know, can Nance compete with him on a night-in and night-out basis? But – I think this is too many points for a Northwestern team that should be going back to Evanston. And now they have a free game here and I'm getting eight points. Iowa is the better team, but I think this is too many points. I'm going to take the dog. I'm too. Let me ask you about a conspiracy theory. Yeah. You ready? Who's this buddy Bayheim Duke? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause Duke is next. Anything there. I got guys in my ear. Ah, this is crap. Cause it's, he's suspended. Cause it's Duke. That doesn't play into it, or does it? No, I mean, the kid clearly punched him. I love the fact that his dad went to bat for him post-game. He goes, yeah, he got <laughs> yeah. pushed twice. He's like, yeah, I told him I get pushed around. It's like, dude, he, the crazy thing was, I always am amazed when you're winning and you do something like that. You know, yesterday, Nebraska was up five, and the kid got a technical, and it really changed the momentum of the game against Northwestern. I, I'm always like this to my teammate. You know we're winning, right? Like, we're winning the game. Like, <laughs> So, right. Buddy Beheim, what he did was really selfish. And I know he's a great player and he leads the ACC in scoring. But if I'm an NBA GM and I'm making a decision whether he's a late first-round pick or a second-round pick, um, I'm questioning that. It's one thing if you're losing and you do that. It's like, all right, well, you're just frustrated. Like, dude, you're winning. So it became a really selfish act on my end that'd be like, oh, this is, this is all about Buddy. Huh? Buddy doesn't like that he's getting pushed around. But, but his team's having success. And now he's put his team behind the eight ball. If I was a general manager of an NBA team, and I know they do like those deep psychological dives, uh, I would really wonder what went through his head there because now he screwed his team against Duke. Duke's 14-and-a-half-point favorite. I wonder if Coach K takes it easy on his old friend Jimmy Beheim in this game. But I, I actually think... I like Syracuse under their point total. I think they're going to have a really hard time scoring without Buddy. Now everybody else has to step up from a scoring standpoint. Uh, I think they could lose this game by 30. 
I got to ask you because in my world, I got my Indiana Hoosier shirt on. I got play. I love Woody. I think they're a train wreck in certain ways, but give me your take. Indiana, Michigan, Indiana's yeah, getting I'm, three. I'm going to take Indiana on the money line here. They played so many close games and lost. So this is a life and death game. I think it's good for business if Indiana goes out there and wins. This will be a this this win. They're saying they. I love Jerry Palm, but I always feel like this time of year, the CBS bracketologist, he becomes like Alan from The Hangover. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, are you in my wolf back? He's like, like, I don't know why. I just see him with like Bunsen burners, like pouring stuff in. He's like, oh, if Indiana wins here and if LaSalle wins the Atlantic 10, it's like, Jerry is hilarious. His hair has never moved. I, I've met him in two never. Never. I don't know how he gets that swoop. And, and the shirts are always amazing. They're like green to purple, the color scheme. It's like he's on Dancing with the Stars. But uh, I do think they win today. You know, I watched them very closely in the end, and I don't watch their games as much as you. But they pissed away that game against Ohio State. And they were the better team. And I think Ohio State, if they put it together, they could be a sleeper Final Four team or they can get knocked out in the first round. But I like them today. Peter Boyle is not going to be coaching uh, the – Michigan Wolverine. I'm sorry, Phil Martelli. They, they look. It's it's like old Frankenstein, like Peter Boyle. It's uncanny. That's him. Yeah. But Juwan's gonna be back. I don't know. I think Indiana. They have a great home crowd. I think they go out and win this game. I do too. I know you got to run, man. I appreciate you so much. Good seeing you. Tell Chicago Joe we're thinking you know, about it, him. Appreciate all the support from you and your beautiful wife. And I remember when your dad passed. And you always were a great. Uh, I'm a, hey. No, you were always a great mentor for me in this business when I was getting started. And the fact that I wanted to show you some support when your father passed, I drove over to I believe it was Zionsville. It was a, and I just wanted to let you know as a friend that I was there for you. And the, the text message that you send about, you know, my son that has challenges because I'm a guy, I don't express myself extremely well. And it was hard a lot of those years with him kind of growing. He went through heart surgery. And I have a new appreciation for dads out there who have kids that have special needs and challenges. And, you know, it's okay to talk to somebody or seek support. And, and at that time, you know, that support that you gave me, whether it was text message or hitting me up on Twitter, it meant a lot. And I really appreciate that support, my friend. Tim, uh, it's right back at you. When you showed up at my dad's wake after standing in line, I, I, I've told my wife numerous times, like, I got great friends that didn't bother to come. I, you know, you and I were friends. You gave me 100 bucks. You did two nice things for me. You gave me 100 bucks at Big Ten Network when I showed up without any money. Like, what are you doing? And then when you showed up at my father's uh, wake, it was a long line out there, and you showed up. I, I, I got goosebumps right now. It, it meant so much to me. My mother didn't know you, but she still watches, and whenever she sees you, she's like, that's the guy. I go, yes, man, that's the dude. So tell Chicago Joe we said hello, but tell him we no, need some I, winners. I, I, no, Keep absolutely. Them you know, I Keep actually went because I thought you were going to give coming. me the 100 back. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Wow. See you, brother. All right. That's a great Tim Doyle at Tim Doyle 00. Follow his son, Chicago Joe, man. Chicago Joe, it's a great story. I mean, it, it is a absolute wonderful, wonderful story. Tim is a great father. Uh, the whole family is wonderful. And I knew him when, hey, look, 
Show is over. Jimmy Jackson, me, Tim, we just go downtown to Viagra Triangle down in Chicago and have a great time. Uh, I love the dude. The dude is fantastic. And I'm with him. I think Indiana's going to win today. I'm going to break down uh, the entire um, the entire Big Ten tournament. I'm breaking down every tournament over the course of the next half hour. And I'm not just doing it from a gambling standpoint. I'm going to do it from, you know what, what to watch for. Because there's a lot of good basketball, and it really starts at 11:30 with Indiana taking on uh, Michigan, and you got Florida playing at 12. You got Duke and Syracuse. Tim talked about that. Um, the Providence, you know, they didn't play Butler last night. Butler, I think, knocked Xavier out of the NCAA tournament. I think they did. We'll talk about all of this uh, throughout the day. Also, I've already said to you, look, Carson Wentz gets traded from the Colts to the Commanders. Two third-round picks. Uh, one in 22 this year, one in 23 next year. It becomes, if he plays 70% of the games, it becomes a second-round pick. It's fine. The Colts got under, out from under, a massive contract, and it all depends on how you want to look at something. Like, I look at it like you got guys in that pro- – well, you got a guy in Frank Reich that I'm being told as a Colts fan, a broadcaster in town, an entertainer in Indy, the voice of Indianapolis, I'm being told that freaking Carson Wentz is going to be fixed by the quarterback whisper is what everybody in these idiots in, in the Indianapolis media say. We got the quarterback whisper. Well, we've had here in Indy not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, Six. We'll be on our sixth quarterback this year. Quarterback whisper. How could you not make one of those five, including Scott Tolzien, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck. How could you not make one of those six into a quarterback that can be your quarterback for two years? I'm not asking for a career out of these guys. I'm asking for... Two years. So, hey, at the end of the day, I don't buy what anybody's selling with Reich, Ballard, or Wentz. So we'll get into that. I'll give you the options because you got to have an option, don't you? I mean, you can sit here and say, I don't want Wentz. But you better have an option. And the options that I'm going to present to you, including the draft, At 10.30, the viable options, I'm not so sure they're better than Carson Wentz. In fact, some would argue they are not. So we'll get into that. But when we come back, I'm going to break down college basketball, not necessarily from a gambling perspective. We can do that. But also, you know, a lot of people just like to watch the game. You know, what to watch for is something that I think you know, becomes a little bit important. I mean, not everybody is losing uh, or winning money. I am because, frankly, Penn State covered and then middle of the game when Penn State was losing, I took Penn State on the money line because there was no way in hell last night Minnesota was going to be able to hang in there. So some of us are making money. I think my number right now is at 900. I'm up. Uh, I told you it's the road to 5,000. I don't think I'm going to get to 5,000. But I do have a couple things from a betting perspective. But I'd rather talk to you from a game perspective. What to watch for. And I'm also going to give you what I have been told by my friend Ryan Burr, 
who is, uh, has a podcast called Making Birdies. He does golf for ESPN, the golf channel, everything else. I'm going to tell you who he's got in the players. But first, those of you that listen to my show know when I hurry off a set, you all know where I have to go. And I got to go. So I'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, welcome back. Let's get serious about what we're watching today. Look, here's the deal. Very simply, you got a big day of hoops today. I am your hoops uh, guy. Yep. You want to know hoops? I'll give you hoops. Today, let's talk about a couple of things that are going to happen all across the country. Number one is the Big Ten tournament. Now, here's the deal with the Big Ten tournament. Number one, you got to understand that it is in Indiana. It is right here. So that doesn't just favor you know, Indiana University, that favors Purdue as well. Now, the biggest crowds, I'm not sure where they'll come from. They may come from Purdue or they may come from IU. I'm not really sure. A lot of times uh, Purdue has a hell of a crowd. Most times, though, the biggest crowds come from Indiana fans. I mean, the state is named Indiana. But let's look at a couple of things in the Big Ten tournament. Number one, uh, Indiana against Michigan. couple of things. Remember I told you this. I told you to be aware of what? Distractions. There are good distractions and there are bad distractions most times during the year. There is no such thing as a good distraction in a conference tournament. There is no such thing as a good distraction when the other team, when the other team doesn't have any and they are fighting for their lives. And that's what Michigan's facing today. The key for Indiana is going to be this. Indiana must not kinda, must keep the basketball in front of them. Now, you can damn near say this about any team. You can. You can say this about almost any team across the board. Hey, look, you got to keep the ball in front of you. Okay, but here's why it is so important in this game. Number one, Indiana doesn't have the quickest guys out there guarding, but they do have guys that are willing. All right? So, If you're not the quickest, what does the other team say to do? The other team says, drive the basketball, get into the lane, touch the paint. Fine. You got to be able to hold that off because if you don't, a couple of things. I think Devontae Devontae Jones has been really good. Uh, The kid that transferred from Wilmington, I think he's been really good. Coastal Carolina he transferred from. Look, I thought he was bad at the beginning. I thought he didn't understand his role. I I didn't think that he totally understood, hey, look, I'm in a big-time program. There's other really good players. But you know what? When I watched him the other night, he's scoring. He's knocking in shots. And I'll tell you what else he's doing. He's getting into the lane, and he's dropping passes high. He's dropping passes low. you got to keep this kid under control. That's number one. But number two, when you've got Diakite and you've got Hunter Dickinson, you've got two guys who are centers. Now, Dickinson will go out and shoot a three, right? And that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. But the truth of the matter is they pound the offensive glass. I mean, they don't kind of sort of pound it. They pound it like 
pound it. And if your big guy is jumping out of the way to block a shot, guess what? The instincts of offensive rebounders, they take over. And you got a serious problem. Now, you can put what I just said onto damn near any other team and any other game. Because dribbling the basketball is so freaking prevalent in basketball. It's crazy how kids can dribble it. I watched my son, who I swear to God I used to tell him, you you practiced about one one-hundredth as much as I did. And we ended up in the same place. He played in the Big Ten, I played in the Big Ten. But he could do things with a basketball that nobody that I played with at Indiana, and I played with a couple All-Americans, two or three first-round picks, uh, coached a bunch. He could do things with a basketball that nobody could do that I coached or played with. Why? Because you have to in this day and age. You have to handle it. You have to dance with it. If I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to do what Tim says. I think you got a nice crowd. I think you got a bit of a distraction with Howard coming back. I'm going to take Indiana. I don't want the points. I got plus 130. You bet 100 bucks, you get another 130. That's what I'm taking. I'm going to take that. The over-under here is interesting. Unders have been gold here lately. 136 doesn't sound like a lot. I don't know. That's 70 to 67. I could see that. But the truth of the matter is, uh, this is a game that Indiana has to win to get in a tournament. People will tell you maybe Michigan's got to win it too. All right, let me stick with the Big Ten. I've been talking to you about this team, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I've been telling you, this team can go. This team can put the ball in the basket. Tim Doyle just told you about Keegan Murray being a pro. Keegan Murray's a pro. I mean, Keegan Murray's a pro's pro. Keegan Murray, I've told you, is like Grant Hill in that he does not, he's not as good as Grant Hill, and I say this every day, but man, he does everything. And at the end of the day, you look at the box score and he's got 26, 16, six assists, three steals. And I swear to God, every time he lines up a jump shot, I think he's going to make it. Every single time. Now, this kid, Augie's at... uh, uh, at Northwestern, I think he can really go. He's one of those strong-built kids. He's a transfer. He came in. He's been pretty good. He was good late last night when Northwestern came back and beat Nebraska. Nance has a big, as again, Timmy said, he's got a big challenge because you got to be able to go mano a mano against a number of guys, including Keegan Murray. Now, the interesting thing here, last game out, Iowa won the game, but they didn't get a point no, a couple games ago, they didn't get a point from Bohannon. Jordan Bohannon, uh, as much as I'm tired of him, is a late-game shot maker. That's I respect. So Jordan Bohannon shooting shots late is going to hurt, I think, Northwestern in this game. How would I bet it? It's an eight-and-a-half-point spread. I got to tell you, I got no gut for it. I could see Iowa, because of how easy they can score, being up four or five at halftime, and I can see them winning by 15. Or I can see Northwestern balling really hard, being comfortable, playing with nothing to lose. Remember this. Northwestern has a weird history in this tournament. Like, do you know who the has the record? I want you to think about this. Do you know who has the record for points in a game in a Big Ten tournament game? It's a kid named Juice Thompson, about five foot nothing. Tough as hell. Played on the back of a 1-3-1 zone. 
for, uh, for uh, Bill Carmody when Bill was the coach is amazing. Northwestern's always been okay in this tournament. They haven't won much, but they're always there and they always give a good performance. So if I'm betting it, eh. But I will tell you this. If you let Keegan Murray get buckets in the post, they will get beat. They, being Northwestern, will get beat bad. He will go in the post. You have one advantage if you're Pete Nance, your length and your size. If Keegan Murray's going to make eight threes, you're going to lose. But make him make eight threes. And if you're Northwestern, last thing, no turnovers for touchdowns. You know what that means? That means I'm in the passing lane. I get a steal, boom, I go down and I lay it in. None. None. You make Iowa who can score, score. You don't give them points. If you're going to turn it over, throw a lob that goes out of bounds. Double dribble. Clock stop turnovers don't hurt you as much as freaking god dang turnovers for touchdowns. And with Iowa, sometimes you turn it over, they're in transition, boom, boom. Next thing you know, three on the way, you lose. Then you got offensive rebound. Northwestern has never been a good defensive rebounding team. Why do you have to offensive rebound? Same thing I just said. Iowa grabs a rebound in traffic. They kick. They step in. They shoot a three. You got a problem. So that's how I look at it. I mean, look, I think that I'm staying away from betting this game. I may live bet it. Maybe Northwestern gets up. But I'm telling you, man, Northwestern has played pretty well over the years in this tournament. They really, and they really have. So be careful if you're betting that, but watch turnovers for touchdowns. Uh, the game of the day to me to bet is Michigan State against Maryland. January, February, Izzo, April. You get my point. I don't like Maryland's team. Maryland has played a lot better lately. Maryland, in fact, uh, Fats Russell, my wife's favorite player. Why? His name's Fats. Who doesn't like a guy whose name's Fats? I wish I had a friend named Fats. I got a friend called Big Fat Bob. I got another friend that weighs 7,000 pounds. We call him the llama. But I don't have a friend named Fats. I want a friend named Fats. If your name is Fats out there, call me. Email me, dan at 1070thefan.com. I want to be your friend. I need a friend. Hey, hey, Lee, Lee, Fats is coming over. Oh, Okay. You know what happens when Fats comes over as your friend? It's a good time. You know how you got some friends that come over and you're like, all right, I got to pair this friend with somebody else because this friend is okay in crowds, boring as hell by themselves. So at the end of the day, but if your name is Fats, no, nah, you're a good time. Maryland's looking for a coach. Maryland has a coach in Danny Manning, but Maryland's looking for a coach. Okay, you're looking for a coach. You just played Michigan State. Michigan State at Michigan State. They only beat you by six. Excuse me, ten. Somehow, someway, this line is only two and a half. I'm taking this today. I'm taking this tomorrow. I'm taking this the next day. I'm taking this the day after. I'm taking this until my hands bleed. I'll give you the two and a half. You know what I'll even do? I'll even lose. Yeah, I said it. I'll even lose. Look, if Fats Russell goes off and I lose, salute. But I don't care. I think this is the one game 
where you're going to say, damn, they really screwed this up. Uh, But let me go a different direction with you, if you don't mind, okay? Uh, How do you win the game if you're Michigan State? Well, the last time, which was the last game you played, guess what happened? Malik Hall played really well for Michigan State. Malik Hall off the bench had 17, but that's not really the story. The story is when Malik Hall plays well, Malik Hall is one of those guys that, I'm being literal here, makes everybody more comfortable. I don't know why. There are certain guys. I think it's because Malik Hall can play inside, can play outside, can do all these things. Look, Gabe Brown hasn't played well of late. That's fine. He will. I think he'll hit some corner threes in this game. Bingham has been Bingham. He played well. He had three threes last time out against Maryland. But the truth of the matter is, if, if, if Michigan State's going to make a run through this tournament, Malik Hall is going to be the guy. Uh, betting it, I'll take two and a half today, two and a half tomorrow, two and a half the next day against a team with the interim coach. I'll take it. And you know what? Get mad at me for losing. That is my bet of the day. I think that is my lock of the day. And I am about one in 50 in my last locks. The last game, I got to tell you, is giving me a headache. And it's giving such a headache that right now, Penn State and Ohio State, there is no line. Like, you don't have a line to it. Okay? Why? I don't know. I've been looking. In fact, when I left you and I went potty, uh, I was looking in to see if there was something going on here. I don't know. I I have no idea. But I do know this. Ohio State is really. Ohio State is really struggling. And, you know, you say, well, they lost. Of course they're struggling. They lost. No, that's not it. When I watch them play, they don't play like they've played in the past. You know, they don't play the way that I've seen Ohio State teams play over the year. Yeah, they finished 12 and, well, they finished 12 and 8, 19 and 9, lost their last time out. But I don't think they're playing well. Now, I watched Penn State last night. I think Penn State played very well. But the truth of the matter is, Penn State played a team, a team in uh, Minnesota that was playing really well, that had no chance of continuing to play really well. Here's the deal. Ohio State has lost three of their last four. The only one they won was a home game where they got Michigan State pretty good. Penn State has been a bane in the existence of Ohio State. Let me go back a few years. Remember when Chris Holtman first got uh, to Ohio State and he put together a hell of a team? It included my son, so I love the team. You know, Andrew was a sixth man. You had Jay Sean Tate. You had Kata Bates-Diop. Uh, you had the Wessons. It was a really good team. C.J. Jackson. It was a team that went 15-3. and 15-3 and three in the Big Ten. Didn't win the Big Ten. Somebody went 16-2. and two. Do you know they lost to twice that year? They lost twice to Penn State. Penn State has been a pain in the proverbial you-know-what, except this year. Early in the season, Ohio State beat Penn State by 12. Later in the season, Ohio State beat Penn State by 3 in a hell of a game right there at the Schottenstein Center. One of the reasons there's no line up here is, frankly, I don't think anybody knows what to say about this game. If I were going to make a line on this game right now, I'd make it a pick I wouldn't give either team points, which means I would take Ohio State where I'm betting. But here's the key for Ohio State. 
Ohio State's got to make shots. I mean, they don't have shot makers. They've got a nice post kid. I mean, C.J. Liddell's terrific. Uh, Key, terrific. I mean, I think both the Zeb Key, really good on the block. And I think C.J. Liddell, E.J. Liddell, excuse me, is one of the best players in college basketball. He's averaging basically 20 and 8. But the truth of the matter is Malachi Branham has been a huge surprise, and he's been a great freshman. But he's got to make shots. Kyle Young's been hurt. Key's been hurt. Wheeler's been disappointing. They really got hurt when Justice Suing only played two games. Justice Suing's one of those guys that, frankly, can go get 25 any night. I don't care how old he is. You know, he hasn't played all year. Arns hasn't really made shots. Michi Johnson's been a bit of a disappointment. So they don't have guys make shots. Joey Brunk's played well. And when I watch Penn State, I'll tell you one way I would bet this. I don't know what the line's going to be. Well, right now the line is six, Penn State getting six. Uh, I would never do this because I'll take a bullet for Chris Holtman, but I would take Penn State plus the six. In fact, I'd take Penn State plus two and a half in the first half on that one. The over-under is 129. I think I'd take over that too, but over-unders have been tough. It's a tough day in the Big Ten. It really is. It's an interesting day. Uh, in the Big Ten. See, the Big Ten tournament, always something weird happens. I don't care what it is. Cam Cam Chapman from the corner to beat a 15-3. Hoffover basically crushing my soul and turning me into a an entertainer. I mean, a lot of crazy things happen in the Big Ten tournament. Now, let's talk about a couple things, ins and outs. All right? Is Indiana in if they win? I kind of think they are. Is Michigan in if they lose? I kind of think they are. Everything else is kind of set. Minnesota's not going anywhere. Nebraska's not going anywhere. Penn State's not going anywhere. Unless, you know, Penn State wins the league. Iowa's playing for a good seat. Purdue's in. I think Purdue's the favorite in this tournament. But everything else is basically set. So 11.30 today, uh, downtown. And by the way, if you guys are around, I'll be downtown at the Washington Street, uh, downtown Indy BW3, and I'll be making magic there. Yeah, I will. I'll be making magic there for, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, three hours doing my radio show. All right. What's the impact of Juwan Howard returning? It's a great question. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. You don't want distractions. You want none. I don't want to hear about your girlfriend. I don't want to hear about your dad. He's mad playing time. No. No. The team that wins these tournaments have zero distraction. Hey, coach, man, can I go out to dinner with my mom and dad? Word on the street was Nebraska players were out. Not last night. They were playing the night before, spending some of that NIL money in Indy. That was the word on the street. Word on the street was their best players were out catting around. I don't even know what that means. It's a 50 saying. But that's the word on the street. That's why when people ask me, hey, you know, Nebraska's won three in a row. Well, what's the deal here? Why are they an underdog to Northwestern? I told a buddy of mine, they might know what I know in Vegas. North Nebraska guys were out. Now, everybody get mad at me. Don't get mad at me, Nebraska. I got eyewitnesses. That's my town. But they were out. I don't need that crap. I don't need guys out. You know what I need guys doing on a tournament time? I don't need to see your mommy and daddy. I don't need to see them. I just tell my mom, I see you all the time. I got all summer. What do I got to do? Hi, mommy. Hi, daddy. What? I'll see you. 
Hey, Dan, you just beat North Carolina. Can you come, come on down? We have cut. No, I, I, no. I want my head like this, focused. I don't want my head like this. I want this, focused. I mean, what are we doing? All of a sudden, we're going to decide. So you got a bit of a uh, conundrum. You got Howard back, and the, oh, man, we got our coach back. A lot of guys don't like the coach. Just saying. A lot of guys don't like the coach. A lot of guys, I guarantee you the way student uh, athletes are now, I guarantee you a lot of guys are judging the coach. I guarantee you a lot of guys are judging the coach. Well, you know, if we did that, we would be kicked off the team. Well, you know, you know, guarantee it. I know players. They're not kids. They're evil sometimes. And it's always about that. Well, you know. So be careful. That's why I think Indiana's going to win the game outright. I don't think you need... uh, I don't think you need the points. You know, one thing that hasn't really been talked about, I talked about it a little bit, but one thing that really has not been talked about, and I think it should be, and I think it should be talked about a lot, is what Tom Izzo did breaking uh, Bob Knight's uh, Big Ten record for wins. I think that's huge. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think it's enormous. I think, like, when you go into a league and you go through the coaches that have been in that league, Fred Taylor, national championships, uh, Branch McCracken, Bob Knight, Gene Cady. I mean, you got guys, man. See, the, the thing that the general public doesn't know, the general public doesn't know that, like, what, what coaches know, that the Big Ten is the best scouted league, the best coach league in the country. And everybody's going to say, well, my coach is great. He is. But coaches know assistant coaches. I'll never forget when I became the head coach at West Virginia, I'm sitting on a plane with two Big East assistants. And they're like, hey, Dan, you going to run that Bobby Knight motion stuff? I go, yeah, it's what I know. It's what I do. They go, well, we ain't scouting that shit. Well, you're going to have to play against a lot of zone. And I'm like, really? They go, yeah, Big East, we don't scout. Not like you guys. Big Ten's the best scouted league in the country. And I agree with that. When you when it, you know when you're in broadcast and you see other leagues, you're like, wow, man, that's good. Like I think I, I always tell my boy Seth Greenberg, go coach in the AAC, the America. That's the worst coach league in basketball. Get in that league. If Seth Greenberg left ESPN and went into that league, he would become the same as Calvin Sampson. Calvin Sampson can coach. He ain't great, but he can coach. And, but his results are great. Oh, baby. So for Izzo to pass Bob Knight and be the all-time winningest, I sent him a text last night. We were texting back and forth. Man, congratulations. That should be played up more. That really should. You know, there's a statue of magic out there at, uh, at the Breslin Center. There probably should be one of Izzo right next to it. It really should. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But I, when I look at What league coaches, and you are the coach that won the most games in that league's history? People, come on, everybody. You, even the people that hate me, even you people that come on the YouTube chat just to give me hell every day, you can't argue this. Seriously, you can't argue this. Tom Izzo deserves a statue. We should be talking about it all the time. Uh, Just a couple of things for me to get into with you relative to gambling before I get into quarterbacks. Take Duke, give the points. Take it. Take Duke, 
give the points. And you know what? If you lose, what are you going to do? But it's all set up for you. Duke's pissed. They just got embarrassed, nationally embarrassed. Their assistants looked like children, acted like children. And now you've got a team in Duke that has to win games. And look, nobody Bayheim, Syracuse can't score. Uh, that zone, that zone wasn't that great because it wasn't that long and that athletic. Duke can score. So don't even at me, people. Don't at me even a little bit. Give the 14, 14 and a half. Lose the hook if you can. The game starts coming up here in, what, an hour and a half. I guess it's 15 and a half now. Lose the hook. Take Duke. Your toes will be tapping. 15 is more than 14. Duh. But I ain't mad about it. 15 may get you a push. Somebody may hit a couple shots late. But without Buddy Bayham, are you crap? Who are you crap? Uh, another game that I looked at and I liked. This one may start out weird. But I'll take Providence. I'll take the seven. I'll give the seven. I'll take Providence. I will. I mean, look, hey, to me, Providence is one of those teams that's just good. It may start out slow. I wouldn't take them in the first half. But I'll take me some Providence, and we'll see what's happening. The 2 o'clock game, I'm not touching. The only way I would touch this is if I put Iowa in a parlay. I could see Northwestern playing really well in this game. I already talked about it. Uh, Dan. How about this? Two seed. This is interesting. I was going to talk about this, but since Catman on our chat here said it, hey, look, two seed, Notre Dame getting a point and a half versus seven seed Virginia Tech. I'll take Notre Dame. I'll take Notre Dame right now. I'll take the point and a half. I'll take that money line. I don't need the point and a half, and I'll tell you why. You know how much sleep, you know how much sleep Virginia Tech didn't get last night? You make a shot like that, and this isn't always the case, don't get me wrong, but you make a shot like that, and next thing you know, guess what? You're not sleeping. And if you're a really good team, it doesn't matter how much sleep you get. Who gives a shit, right? I mean, you're going to – but the truth of the matter is um, I'm going to take Notre Dame because I think Notre Dame is well coached. I think Notre Dame is one of those teams that plays well in tournaments. Why? Because they can make shots. If you can't make shots – And for you Purdue fans, for the love of all things holy, keep Sasha Stefanovich in the game. You need guys that can knock it in. I remember going crazy last year. The defense was bad. So what? You got to make shots in the tournament. This is not a time for teaching lessons. This is a time for knocking in jump shots. Period. Lessons, if you haven't taught the lessons of defense and the ball screen before this, you ain't teaching it. So play the guys that can make effing shots. I said it last year. I said it during the game on the darkest day in Dockage betting history. Purdue is playing Northern Texas State, whatever. And they got their guys that can make jump shots on the bench because they couldn't handle the ball screen. Switch it. Don't worry about it. Just keep guys in the game that can knock in shots. That's what tournaments come down to. Now, last two minutes, you're up eight. Maybe you got to play a defensive group. Cool. Second thing to Purdue, and I'll ta- I can't talk about this tomorrow. Purdue doesn't play till tomorrow. Purdue, don't have your best free throw shooter taking the damn ball out 
and throwing it to your worst like you did at Indiana. You got Stefanovich throwing it in to Travion Williams. I know the theory is, well, we got to get it in bounds. I get it. God dang. Hey, Dan, has Corn Pop ever apologized to Big Joe Biden? No. Stop it. Stop it. Dan, does Jerry Jones have a secret kid? Who doesn't? Raise your hand if you don't have a secret kid. We all got secret kids. I mean, guys. I mean, women, they kind of know that the kid is there. We all got. Come on. Raise your hand. Uh, Dan, this is from Q Howard Hertz. Dan, love the show, but it could use a dash of visual enhancement. Uh, You're not a bad-looking guy, but how about a quick peek and a take from Lee? Hey, Lee! Lee! She's out in the back in a bikini. I'll try to drag her in. All right. Hey, Jody Shelton says, hey, Dan, you can call me Fats. I want to call someone Fats. I need a friend named Fats. Uh, Dan at 1070thefan.com. If people call you Fats, send me an email. Let me know. Let me know, will you please? I need a friend named Fats. If Fats comes to the party, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be a hell of a party. You know, if bearded white guy... Professor comes to the party. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be a bad party. I want Fats. I want the Llama. I want Big Fat Bob. I want Funky. I want those guys. I want Quigs. Next time somebody gives you an idiotic take on Twitter, look them up. They're always white dude, bearded, stupid. Either young in skinny jeans or old in a beard. It never fails. Ever. Uh, My boys, the Colts, got rid of their quarterback, Carson Wentz. You got to have somebody play quarterback. Carson Wentz went 27 and 7. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, damn near 4,000 yards. I'm going to go through the available quarterbacks when we come back. Don't feel bad putting it on Twitter who you think is available. Don't feel bad putting it on our YouTube chat thinking who you think should be the quarterback. I'm going to give you mine and I'm going to give them to you in about a minute. We'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, I'm about 1 in 50 on my lock picks. Not very happy about it, but I do want a friend named Fats. So again, email me if you are Fats, if that's your nickname. I think it's a cool name. Like, I, you know what? I named my son Andrew. Actually, my ex-wife named my son Andrew, and I, I really didn't want to because I'm big on names. Like, I'm, an, I'm a voicist. Like, I can tell when people call my show what kind of D-bag they are or aren't by their voice, and I'm also a namist. And Andy was a friend of mine who was allergic to grass. How the hell are you allergic to grass? So when my wife said, and I really had no choice in it, when my wife said that we're going to have 
a kid and his name is going to be Andrew. I'm like, oh man, is he going to be allergic to grass? I don't need anybody allergic to grass. Turns out he wasn't, but I don't know. Hey, before I forget, Dylan and Ryan, this middle light here in my house is off, but that's all right. We'll continue. And it's been off the whole show, so apparently it's not that important. But anyway, all right, let's talk about the quarterbacks that are available. Let's talk about Jordan Love. All right, so if you're a team that needs a quarterback and you're looking like the Colts, and I'm really basing this on the Colts, it can be your team, it can be any team. But if I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, all right, I need a quarterback, who's out there? Uh, I don't know. Jordan Love's out there. Do you like Jordan Love? Is Jordan Love because now, of course, the Green Bay Packers have signed, or going to sign, haven't signed yet, and I love what Pat McAfee did, but um, why would Jordan Love want to stay there? Now, if you're thinking in the long term and you're Jordan Love, maybe you do want to stay there. You're getting paid first-round money. You're not getting your head bashed in, right? You're not. You're not getting your brains beat out. You're behind a guy that is as good as any who's ever done it, and you're at an organization where, frankly, it seemed like every quarterback that shows up there that they draft went from, uh, well, they didn't draft uh, Favre, but Favre to Rodgers, seems like you win. So why would you want to go to the Colts? Well, here's the deal. See, the Colts' dream was either going to be, excuse me, was either going to be Wilson or it was going to be Rodgers. That dream died. It died when Rodgers announced he's staying, and it died when the Broncos outbid everybody for Russell Wilson. So now you got to look at somebody, and it's Jordan Love. The question number one becomes, is Jordan Love better than anyone else you can get? Because it's not a question anymore of is Jordan Love or anybody better than Carson Wentz. That ship has sailed. I mean, that's done. Carson is gone. It doesn't matter if he's better. It just matters who is the best one that you can get. Now, um, they're saying it's going to take a second-round pick. I trust a guy in the media named Jim Nagy, at Jim Nagy underscore Super Bowl. He says, I just hit up a few NFL scouts about potential asking price for Jordan Love. Most think the Packers can get a second-round pick for him. Feeling is talent and upside are worth that roll of the dice. Well, the contract is 3.37 this year, 3.9, and then a fifth-year option. I have no idea, and neither does anybody else, whether Jordan Love can really play. But if you're the Colts uh, and the price is not too much, in fact, I would tell you, I'll give you Quentin Nelson too. You can have Quentin Nelson. I give you Quentin Nelson. Uh, I don't need a guard. I need a quarterback. Now, you might have to make the money work. You might have to do something like that, but I don't care. I really don't care. The guy I think the Colts are going after is Jimmy G. Let me ask you a question. A simple question. Is Jimmy G and what he's done better than what could be done, potentially done, with Jordan Love? I'm just going to compare those two just for a minute. Say whatever you want about Jimmy G, and people say a lot. Now, you also got to factor in Jimmy G is hurt and not going to do anything until probably midsummer. But let me ask you this. Again, it's not a matter of whether Jimmy G is better than Wentz. You don't have Wentz anymore. 
But if you're Jimmy G and you've got Trey Lance, who was the third pick in the draft, first off, you want to get out of there. Second off, it ain't bad if you're Jimmy G to go play indoors for eight games, then another one at Jacksonville, another one at Houston, and another one in Tennessee. That's like, what, either nine at home or eight, three more, there's 11 or 12 games that you're playing in good weather. Also this year, the Colts go and they play the NFC West. AFC West. AFC West. So there you go. There's a couple more warm ones. It's not a bad deal. You have Jordan or Jonathan Taylor. You don't have the same weapon, certainly a tight end with George Kittle. The question then becomes, what can you win with Jimmy G? Let me give you the answer. Let me give you the freaking answer. If the safety for the freaking 49ers can catch the ball, you're going to the Super Bowl twice with Jimmy G. So that's what you can do. You know what they've done with Phillip Rivers? One playoff and out. One game and out. You know what they did with Carson Wentz? Didn't make the playoffs. I mean, let's be honest. If you get to a AFC championship game, if you get to a Super Bowl, guess what you got a chance to do? You got a chance to win the Super Bowl. You got a chance to win the AFC championship game. If your ass is sitting at home and you're doing nothing during the playoffs but getting ready for the next season, guess what you got a chance to do? Nothing. I get tired of people saying, well, you know, Jimmy G. Jimmy G is apparently beloved by his teammates, tougher than hell, plays injured. Jimmy G, I'll take. You can give me Jimmy G today, tomorrow, the next day, and I'll be happy as hell. And he's a freaking stud. He's nice to look at. My wife, the only quarterback that she ever, when we had season tickets behind the visitor's bench, ran down to take a picture with, the only one was Tom Brady. I told her. She saw Jimmy G. She's like, wait a second. He may be rundown picture worthy. No, it's no maybe. He is. That factors in. You seen us in Indy? We're not pretty in Indianapolis. The pretty people in Indianapolis, they go to Florida or Arizona or Texas. They're stuck with this. We need pretty. Oh, next one's my guy. And I don't care what team you are. And this guy totally does not fit for the Colts. Doesn't fit. Because if you're taking Chris Ballard at face value, he said, quote, we just need a guy to hit singles. Well, this next guy, Jameis Winston, he ain't hitting no singles, baby. Jameis Winston is up there having a swing. Now, you say to me, well, Dan, this is always what people say to me. Well, you know, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions. I do. I do. I do. I do. Well, you know, Jameis Winston isn't a leader. I'm not going that route. Well, you know, in college, Jameis Winston stole crab legs. I don't care. Well, you know, in college, Jameis Winston got on a couch and said some vulgar stuff. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. Like, how many of us would have real problems if, you know, in college there were cameras and cell phones and everybody's a gossip now? No, I don't care. 
what I care about. Here's what I care about. Uno, is Jameis Winston healthy? That's first. I see the videos, but you got to understand here in Indianapolis, we're so used to bullshit videos. We're so used to Miles Turner sending us videos of his great workouts in the offseason. We're so tired of videos. But it is nice to see that Jameis Winston apparently is working on his craft. It is nice to see that apparently Jameis Winston's knee is coming along. If it's not coming along, then guess what? I don't want him. You don't need injured. We didn't need old when we had Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers was okay. Uh, the Saints Wire reports, Jameis Winston is the favorite to re-sign with New Orleans and start the 2022 season. But reports say that the Saints could instead trade for guess who? Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, Jameis Winston went 14 touchdowns and three interceptions when he was actually coached. I have no idea if Frank Wright can coach. I argue that Frank Wright can't coach. I argue that Frank Wright is a quarterback fraud. We've had uh, now going on our sixth quarterback here in Indianapolis. I have no idea. None. Zero. Zip. Is Frank Reich the quarterback whisperer? No. Is Frank Reich a good coach? No. Is Frank Reich the perfect guy for Jameis Winston? Maybe. Because it looks to me like Jameis Winston needs a little structure. Looks to me like when Jameis Winston went to Tampa Bay, he thought he was, quote, the man. And whenever you think, quote, you're the man, it don't work out. When you are bigger, when Hard Knocks comes in and you're the story and you start believing that, you got no chance. So what happens? Tell you what happens. He goes to New Orleans. He ain't the man no more. He's got to beat somebody out. He's got to compete. One thing about Jameis Winston, he will compete. You saw it in New Orleans. Another thing about Jameis Winston, I had a chance to be around him. Tariko and I were doing a game in Michigan. Jameis Winston and some quarterback from somewhere were working out with Harbaugh. I got a chance just to observe Jameis Winston. I like Jameis Winston. I like Jameis Winston a lot. I did. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to. Uh, Thoughts and prayers to those of you that are offended by me liking Jameis Winston. I did. I mean, he's a kid. He's acting like a kid. No different. I really disliked Robert Griffin. Like, I'm in a suite at the Final Four uh, this past year. He, I'm here in a suite my brother had bought next to him, Chip and Joanne. You know those guys from uh, Waco that do that show? They had a suite. Robert Griffin's in there. Robert Griffin was a child, like a little kid. He's wearing his Griffin basketball. Even his wife had had enough of him. It was one of those deals where he was such a child that everybody in the suite was like, yeah, okay. See, I got the exact opposite Somewhat similar in in the childish, but I got the exact opposite from Jameis Winston. He seemed to be a guy that everybody liked being around. I don't know, man. I think it's interesting. But Jameis Winston, to me, is a guy you got to say, all right, let's take a look at. Because he's going to get you some touchdowns. He's going to get you some interest. And he's going to get you some things that, oh, by the way, others can't do. He can sling it. Garner Minshew. Now, you got to understand this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to the YouTube chat. Correct me if I'm wrong, YouTubers. Gardner Minshew, to me, to me, is the bane of the Colts' existence. Gardner Minshew kicks the Colts' ass up, down, over, and out. You know, people got on Urban because they don't understand coaching. Well, you know. Why are you giving reps to Gardner Minshew? Because Gardner Minshew, at least according to the one guy that I really respect, Sean Salisbury, is a baller. 
He just is never quite. There's always like somebody's going to be better. But I don't want him on the Colts. But I don't want him playing against the Colts. And I know you all agree with this. I'm telling you, uh, Dan, you don't know your quarterbacks. Nick, tell me what I'm missing here. Because I'm giving you the best, most honest, unbiased, in-depth that you will ever get right here, right now. Bring Minshew in, as Sean Black says. Bring Minshew in. Hey, I may not know my quarterbacks, Nick, but all I know is this. I already said he is going to get you interceptions. Last time, 14-3. to Another guy says no pretty boy quarterbacks. No, he doesn't understand sports. I want my quarterback handsome. I want my quarterback dating stars. I want my quarterback understanding who the hell he is. That's what I want out of my quarterback. A quick story. Indiana University. Coach Knight and I are coming back from lunch. We had a seven-foot kid that we really thought was going to be good, but he could never quite get there. His name was Todd Lindemann. Love Todd Lindemann. Tough as nails, all that stuff. All right? Here's the deal. Knight and I are driving up a road. On the right is a convenience store. It's right across from the football stadium. So Todd Lindemann is there with his girlfriend. Now, Todd's seven feet tall. His girlfriend couldn't have been 5'2". Knight's pissed. He wheels into the convenient mark. Lindemann, get over here. And I'm like, oh, man. Lindemann, let me tell you why you're a horseshit player. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm just sitting there, oh. Poor guy. You're a horseshit player because you don't want to be tall. You don't want to be big. You don't want to be seven foot. You want to play like you're five foot 11. Coach, what are you talking? You got a little girlfriend. You need a big six foot two, just volleyball playing girlfriend, but you don't want to be that. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God. Next time you see Todd Lindemann, ask him about that. Oh my God. I'm looking at it going, are you serious? The dude was going to get, they had the best BLTs in the world at this convenient mark. I mean, the best BLT. He was just going to go get a Sando with his girlfriend. Lindemann, a good looking guy, nice guy. I knew, I met the girl, nice looking girl. Now, you know what Lindemann did? He married a tall girl. He did. I don't know. Right there in the parking lot. And you guys know the convenient, Mart, if you are Indiana. It was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? But then it was like just a day in the life right there in the convenient. So I want my quarterbacks handsome. I don't want – hey, look, Curtis Painter was never going to be a quarterback in the NFL. I remember telling him, cut your hair. I want a handsome quarterback that knows who he is, that's dating stars, that is big. T- Joe Namath started it, Tom uh, Brady enhanced it, and everyone in between has done it. Are you kidding me? Terry Bradshaw was dating stars. James Harris back in the day starred. Don't even get me started. Roman Gabriel, that's what I want. That's what I want. I do. I got great stories. Someday I'll just be story time with Dan here. Uh, So anyway, I want to start. Don't at me about, you know, I want an ugly quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a a Teddy Bridgewater fan. 
I am a Teddy Bridgewater fan. Tell you why. I watched him. Who was he with? Dallas, maybe? I don't know. But he went into Seattle and won. He won some games. He's always going to be the same. Look, if I were going to make book on who the Colts quarterback would be, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against Teddy Bridgewater. You say, why? Why? Because Teddy Bridgewater hits singles. Teddy Bridgewater can move just enough that it's a little sexy, but Teddy Bridgewater going to hit singles. And that's exactly what the Colts said they wanted out of a quarterback. We want a guy to hit singles. I said it before, that does not fit Jameis Winston. I said that. Jameis Winston has too many big swing strikeouts, a.k.a. interceptions. But the truth of the matter is, Teddy Bridgewater, probably the guy. Is he better than Wentz? It doesn't matter. Wentz is gone. If I were making book, here's what I would do. I would say number one on the hit parade is either Teddy Bridgewater or Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll make Bridgewater three to one. I'll make Garoppolo four to one. Then I would say Jameis Winston at five to one. Then I would say six to one is Gardner Menchu. And then I would say a draft choice. You know, out of the draft, like four or five quarterbacks all of a sudden establish themselves. So next thing you know, okay, you look at the draft. I don't know if any of these guys are any good. Malik Willis did a nice thing on the streets of Indy. But the truth of the matter is, I, I, I don't know. Like, we don't know. And, and the other truth is, I've said this before, and I'll say this again. Is your team on a 10-year plan? Colts are in year six, year five of the coach, year six, year six. And I got to tell you, you got to win now. Is a rookie quarterback coming in? I don't think so. And don't tell me that Peyton Manning was a goofy looking dude. Peyton Manning got it done, baby. Andrew Luck, you were never going to win big with Andrew Luck. You never were. He didn't have the same insides. That what we had with Peyton Manning. He didn't have the same, you know, gravitas. He didn't have the same ass. He was worried about his bike or his reading program, which is fine. And he wanted to go skateboarding or or whatever, snowboarding in the middle of the summer or in the middle of the season. We don't want that. I don't want that. I don't need that. I don't need that. No. Oh, hell no. So anyway, at the end of the day, Those are the quarterbacks that are available. Are they better than Wentz? Doesn't matter. I mean, but here's last thing, and then I'll get to some fades. You know what Colts fans love? Does your fan base love this? We love us some cap space. When Colts fans, I think the Colts lost like five home games this year. You know what they walked out? They weren't mad about the loss. They were happy about the draft choices and cap space. I'm literally the only one in Indianapolis, the only one that says, hey, the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters in the NFL is winning. That's it. I don't care about cap space. I don't care about what Jameis Winston did when he was in college. I don't want to have jackasses. I don't need Deshaun Watson right now. He's going to have to get that thing cleared up, and then we'll see. But that's what I like. I like winning. I learned the hard way. I told you before, I tried to do all the – I graduated every player. You know, I just got a thing from my ex-wife about how we got awards from the Red Cross for, don- for donations and getting donations for tsunami victims. I mean, I did all of that. And guess what? 
when you lose, you out. Hell, in Indiana, I stopped a bunch of clowns from smoking weed, made them go to class, went three and four. So I have changed. We are all about winning, and away you go. All right, a couple fades for today. I already told you I'm taking Indiana. Uh, I'm taking Notre Dame. Uh, I'll take Notre Dame in the points. I'll take Indiana to win outright. I'll take Notre Dame to win outright. They're not homer picks. Indiana plays here, right here, about uh, 20 minutes away. I'm headed down there right now to do a show from BW3 on Washington Street. Would love to have you stop by. Uh, I think it'll be a good time. The Indiana game comes on at 1130. I'm going to hustle down there and try to get there. I'm also taking I, – I, well, no, I'm not taking the Iowa game. I told you earlier I don't like that game. I may live bet that game. I am taking Brooks Kepka. Uh, my boy Ryan Burke came on my show yesterday. I'm taking Brooks Kepka to win for a top 10 and for a top 20 in the players. Why? Because the weather is crap. Not today, but tomorrow. And Brooks Kepka has more ass to him than any of these uh, guys on the PGA Tour. He is the closest thing to Tiger in mental toughness. Don't know whether it's going to happen for him. Who knows? Two bad shots on 17, and next thing you know, you're done. But I am taking Brooks Kepka. couple more for you before I let you go. Uh, I am taking Duke 15, not 15 and a half. I do not like, I do not like at all. The hook. I'm going to take Providence minus seven, not seven and a half. I do not like, I will not take the hook. LSU, this was interesting. LSU in Missouri. Uh, Dylan just said he's going to take over 132 and a half. I'm taking the same thing. I think that's good action. Go to my Twitter account at Dan Dockage. I'll have bets up, live bets. I'll tell you when I'm doing it. It is the road to 5,000. I'm currently just under 900. I got a little bit to go. We're up though. When you're up 900 in three or four days, shut up about it. Everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening every day. My guys on the YouTube chat, my gals on the YouTube chat. I'm telling you, Jennifer, this is the day that I no longer become a jinx. This is the day I turn it around. This is the day when I bet on Indiana, they actually win. Today is the day. Ryan and Dylan, uh, thank you all so much. As I said earlier, if you want to listen to our afternoon show, it's 1075thefan.com. If you want to, if you want to uh, hear Jay Shaw's music, swear to God, if you like the genre of rap, he is he's great. He's not good. He's great. Just go wherever you get your music, Spotify and other places, and punch in Jay Shaw. And there it is. Also, last thing. If you ain't doing anything and you live around Indy, I am going to be at 1130, if I can get there by 1130, but at least till 3, and then I got to leave at 3. But I'm going to be doing my radio show from the BW3 right downtown on Washington Street. We would absolutely love to have you stop by. The BW3 there is like every BW3. They got TVs all over the place. Tomorrow, Friday, I'm going to be at the, listen to this, Saint Shack. Not Shake Shack, the Saint Shack, which is on Meridian, just a little bit north on the same side of Meridian as the Slippery Noodle. We'll be there watching all the games, Uh, Lee's coming with me tomorrow. I got to eat fish tomorrow because I'm Catholic. So we'll be having a nice fish 
and we'll be doing our thing. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate it. If you want to go to our last thing, I'm doing some promos. If you want to donate to our bikes program, which we're going to try to give away 500 bikes this year to needy kids in Indy, go to indianasportscorp.org, click it. Across the top, you'll see a tab for inspiring youth. Click that. It scrolls down, and there we are. Go Hoosiers! See you Monday. Thanks for listening.